with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Happy Wednesday to our listeners and viewers uh, on YouTube. Yes, sir. We're pretty consistent. Getting better. It's getting out late, but we're pretty consistent. It's we're figuring just, it out. It's hard with the uploading. You, videos take forever to upload on YouTube through the app that you edit them on. But once it's up, it's there. So we're trying a new software as well. I noticed last night that there might have been a little hiccup in it. So if anyone else sees it, please let me know. Again, you're pretty much growing with us. So the more we succeed, <laughs> uh-huh. the more you once, succeed, and we're doing this all together. Once we get comfortable with something, we're going to throw another curveball in there. And be like, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's step it up a notch. Yeah. That's the kind of growth that we have at Mic'd Up. And um, as we've been saying a lot this week, we will also be partnering with great folks at Call-In, where um, eventually we're going to get that part figured out too. Mm-hmm. And we will be... Having our podcast on there, which will be really cool to stream it, you can interact with us live. We'll put it out on our social channels, and you can join. You can ask the questions. You can get involved with the show. You can listen to it live. Or if you know, you're know you still a traditional podcast person, you can listen to it later uh, if you'd like, if uh, that time frame doesn't work out for you guys. But we're very excited about it. Go download the call-in app. You can follow me at Mello. M-E-L-L-O, and you are the one they call Big Country. Yeah. You can follow Big Country there. That's what everyone calls me. I'm not necessarily the one that they call Big Country. (laughs) You're not the only one. In this group and in this area, absolutely. But worldwide, (laughs) no. Uh, I love being in meetings with you. and You having to introduce yourself. That's something I struggled with for years. Yeah. So I get it because most people know me as mellow mm-hmm. and i have introduced myself as marshall before and literally one time in mobile i introduced myself as like hey i'm marshall nice to meet you and somebody said oh i thought you were somebody else i was like wait who'd you think i was like i thought you were mellow nope same guy here we are like <laughs> bingo <laughs> it was nice two to meet for you. one you're like oh okay i, th- I thought mellow was your name <laughs> no that's my parents are crazy they're not my, that my, crazy my mom was on the good stuff when i was bored man <laughs> right this is my name i need a calm baby <laughs> yeah. naming him mellow uh no that's not what happened it's a nickname uh, yeah. but you are the one they call big country you can follow us. the joke behind that is it's just it's hard when people you introducing yourself yeah, i hop in a meeting i'm like hey i'm austin and then i i followed up with i'm the one that they call big country I didn't realize that it has come off as me being like, yo, I'm the one that they call big country. You mess it up, I'm going to get mad. Exactly. And that's how I feel. I feel so obnoxious doing it. And then they get the look on their face like, well, do you, which one do you want to be called? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. either one's fine. And they're like, well, you just said you're the one. So do you need to be the big country? And I've been realizing a lot lately when I do that, that people have kind of had that reaction. When you hit me with it yesterday, I'm like, hey, why don't you just reward it this way and say, Everybody calls me big country. I'm fine going by. That's Austin. the way I do it. That is so much smoother and comfortable for the other people receiving that it's news. Weird and being update. an adult male and being like, "Hi, I have a nickname." Yeah, but like even around here, it, my nickname started as a family thing, mm-hmm. and then it bled over into other groups. Like my friends would start using it, and now most people know me by the nickname. Yeah, I actually wonder how many people know my actual name. I mean, or even realize that it's not my name. Mm-hmm. Like Mellow is not my name. And I mean, not to compare it, but I feel like I'm getting close in a situation where Big Country has earned a nickname of BC. So now, yep. and someone the other day just said, "Hey B." So now I've gone from Austin <laughs> to Big Country to whatever nickname I had with my friends in high school that they still call me. So if I go home back to Liberal and all my friends that I went to school with, which I'm still close with a lot of them, small knit community, and they come in, we're good friends. They'll still call me a name. And I whip my head around. My mom called yeah. me by my hey, middle dickhead. name. And you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. that's me. That's it. Um, <laughs> you dog. <laughs> but now it's like, okay, hey, now I'm not even Austin here. I'm just big country. Everyone calls me that. And then it's gone into BC. And then someone shortened BC into B the other day. And I was just like, whoa, 
I'm not about to go that far down a rabbit hole of nicknames. But at the same time, it's not something I can control. Yeah, you Because I took one piss on a tree in Mobile, Alabama, going to a fancy restaurant, and that's how I got Big Country. So I don't know how I'm going to earn the next nickname or when it's going to come about. But it's inevitable that it will. Yeah, people just call you Country also. That, yeah. Nickname within a nickname. The nickname has gotten four different nicknames uh-huh. now. Yeah. It's funny to watch you, too, because I mentioned it on the podcast like a couple of weeks ago. We were out, and somebody was saying, Austin, Austin, and you did not respond at all. And then somebody said, big country, and your head just whips around. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me. I'm the one they call big so, country. Uh, the one they call big country also put out some power rankings. We haven't looked at your power rankings in a while. It feels like every time we sit down on a Wednesday, something like big would happen. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Something with the Raiders or Aaron Rodgers. There's been so well, much going on. In the midst of about to just snap every bit of technology we have in this office. <laughs> Not now, though. Not today. Today <laughs> good? we're good. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's fantastic news. Yeah. But you did, you've been putting out your power rankings still, and I did want to go over them and look at them because I feel like a lot has changed. I think it's been probably like three weeks or so since yeah. we talked about them on the podcast. But every Tuesday afternoon, early evening, you're still putting out – your power rankings, and just to go over them, uh, the Buffalo Bills, the new number one, mm-hmm. I think they might have been up there the last time we looked at your power rankings, but I still think that they are one of the top teams in the NFL. Yeah, like even with the loss to the Jaguars, it's tough to look at it and be like, oh, man, like this is who the Buffalo Bills are now. It was it was a hiccup game, and the game that they lost to Tennessee you know, a couple weeks before that really came down to the wire on that fourth and one where Josh Allen just kind of slips. But the Bills, they were at three the week before. I have them jumping up. And then after that, things just kind of – I feel like every single team moved this week, whether it was up or down. And there were some teams that jumped up significantly more than others. And my friends that are fans of these teams have really let me know personally that I'm wrong. And they are not yep. pleased with these. So when you we will get never to make those people teams, happy. Oh, I mean, they're, it does not matter. I tried going back and forth a little bit this morning. I'm just like, hey, man, I'm trying to get a workout in. I feel like I'm already late enough getting this. I got to go get some food and get into the office. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I'm here all day. Let's go after it. And I was like, ah, just listen to the podcast. So We're that's going two over. days in a row that you've mentioned you worked out. Damn it. I'm not bringing it up anymore. I'm I just sorry. don't. I don't want you to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want you to be that I, guy. Proud of you. See, that's like I don't even want that. But you can just like go without. I I definitely can. That's so, another one of my pet peeves. Yep. <laughs> so I'm sorry. You can call me out if I do something stupid. You don't though. But that's the thing. I, You're just a fucking angel child. If I were to work out, you would never hear about it because I hate when people are like, "Oh yeah, I worked out." Like that's great. Like congratulations. I don't need to hear about it. Yeah. Like I don't come in and it's like, "Hey, guess what? I took a shit today." <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I just don't. I There's don't want to hear. A big one. Because eventually, if you keep working out, I'm going to – this is like in general, not just you specifically. If you keep working out, I'm going to notice the results. And I'm going to be like, hey, whatever you're doing is working. Like, keep yeah. it up. And then that's when people can hit me with the like, oh, yeah, I've been working out. Like, shit, it's paying off. Good for you. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Don't tell me on day two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day two is easy. Yeah. It gets hard on day three. Yep. That's, and, How about uh, week two? I would say Day even, 20. Getting through your first weekend of working out is the toughest. Because, like, you can hit Monday, Tuesday, like, oh, maybe Wednesday you're sore. You get Thursday, Friday again. Yeah. But when that Monday rolls back around, that's one of the hardest days to work out. So I've learned it takes two weeks to kind of get something into Mm -hmm. your – Yeah, make it a habit. In your routine, yep. If you can make it two weeks, you'll be fine. Same thing with, like, basketball. When you start basketball practice, first two weeks are hell because all you're doing is running. Once you get past that, like, run stuff ain't that bad. Yeah. And then you start incorporating everything else into the practice. You know, this sucks again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, number two team on yes. your power rankings, yep. <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers, who right there are sitting at the top of the NFC right now. They look very good. Aaron Rodgers back playing for the Packers. They come at number two on your power rankings. Yeah, and so they jump from number seven. People are like, how in the world do they just get to jump five spots like that? Well, the week before without Aaron Rodgers, they did drop a couple. But it's also just to kind of give teams room that are winning and like have won a couple games and are making up for losses or you know, or a mishap in the season. That's kind of where the Packers were. Well, yeah, you had Jordan Love played. You played the Chiefs. It was still close. But it was you had to make room for other teams to kind of go. So they had fallen a little bit within that loss. Now they get the huge jump. Because everyone else behind them is just losing games. And they don't look like what they did earlier in the year. So next up, number three, the Tennessee Titans. They were at four before. 
Yes, they don't have um, Derek Henry. Yes, Julio Jones is on the injured reserve due to his hamstring injuries as well. So, like, you look at the Titans, like, how in the world do they deserve to be at three? They just keep winning football games, and they're taking care of business. And we saw them go on that four-game stretch where they beat every tough team in the NFL handedly, like, except maybe for Buffalo. But outside of that, like, you look at them, it's hard not to put them up here in the top five, let alone the top three. So that's where they get to sit. And I don't think anyone's had any issues with it up to this point. It's kind of when we reach this four to about mm, 13 range where people really had problems with yeah. it. And with the Titans, they're sitting there, they're eight and two. Mm-hmm. Their first loss of the season came to the Cardinals. Yep. Cardinals look very good. I still don't know how the Jets beat them, but I it's just either. like the Buffalo Bills. You know, like, how did the Jaguars? That's the NFL for you. Like, these teams will find a way to get a win, except for maybe the Detroit Lions. Um, <laughs> But it'll happen. Every team, it happens to all of them. Uh, Next team for you, though, is the Arizona Cardinals, a team that has been very hot, and then the injury bug just kind of bit them. And honestly, we haven't talked about this, but that's something that both you and I expected from Kyler Murray was that his body was eventually going to take a toll Mm -hmm. and that he was probably going to miss some games this year. I think we were talking about that on radio uh, to start the season. Well, we we had kind of heard from, you know, rumors around the NFL and everything like that, that he just wasn't listening to the team doctors. He was taking advice from other people that are close to him. It's like, well, that's going to become a problem. Mm-hmm. And the injury that he's dealing with, like, it just, it's not going away. Now, granted, it was kind of one of those plays where he didn't do anything to harm himself. A guy kind of comes flying in, hits his ankle, and it's like, well, that's tough to kind of deal with and get over. But at the same time, it's like, man, this has taken a while. I know. I thought it was going to be like, a, oh, he missed the game. Mm-hmm. And now they're even, you know, like we mentioned yesterday, they're checking in on other quarterbacks to see what's going on. And uh, this weekend they play the Seahawks. We'll see how they recover uh, from a bad beating. But yeah, the is Cardinals, Russell Wilson really still doing 19 hours of rehab? That's yeah, a question we'll see. There. Has he bumped it down? to Maybe he's only doing 18. Maybe he's sleeping for six hours. And he's like, no, dude, get that thing off my finger. Yeah. I don't know. But with the Cardinals, it, them with Kyler Murray looks – obviously a lot different than them without Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So I, I get keeping them up here in the top four. Uh, your number five team, the Dallas Cowboys, though. Hey, that monkey butt worked. You better just keep that rolling. Every player better have monkey butt in their locker. And like Maybe the Dallas Cowboys need to be sponsored by monkey butt because yeah. that worked. Now, granted, it's the Atlanta Falcons, but they're also one of those teams where we talked about last week before the game. We're like, hey, they're kind of making some noise here in the NFC South, and they still have a chance. I think they're five and five right now, so they still do in a way. But man, the Cowboys just single handedly took care of business, and it looked like there was not a single weakness on that team. So if they can keep that rolling, they'll be up there in the top three in no time. Yeah, and they're sitting at seven and two as well. Lost uh, the first game of the season to the Buccaneers. They were right there in it, and then lost to the Broncos. That is another one where you just have to look at it and like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. But like we said, the Titans have one. <laughs> The Bills have one. It just happens to you sometimes. And then they bounce back nicely. They play the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. That will be a very exciting game. Yes, Number will. six for you, though, comes in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have just not been playing well. No, I mean, late. It, it, especially coming off of bye, you losses. play Washington. So to have the loss go into the bye week and then come back and lose to Washington it's like what in the world's going on and this is with Chase Young going down with a knee injury and now out for the year um and so it's one of these situations or is he out for the year excuse me I don't want to yeah torn ACL okay. they confirmed it okay uh, he is done for the season definitely didn't want to just be like oh he's done and the next thing we know he's back Sunday but so the fact that you lose that game and Chase Young goes out with an injury and you still can't get anything going offensively Tom Brady didn't look good but the Washington offense just looked stellar and they just couldn't like the defense for the Buccaneers couldn't get them off the field. And so if you look at Tampa, it's like, what in the world's going on at this point in the year? We're reaching week 10 of the season, and your offense is struggling. Your defense isn't looking good. I mean, maybe this is just kind of like, I don't know, where you got the yips yourself as a team where you're kind of in a bit of a slump and you find your way out just gotta, in time for the playoffs. you got to hit a slump buster. Exactly. And I don't know when they're going to hit that, honestly. maybe well, hopefully they get the Giants – on Monday night. <laughs> so there it is. There's your sun bluster. Go have some fun with that. And then uh-huh. don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. So And then just forget about it like it never happened. Exactly. But your confidence is back up. Yeah. That's all football it. stuff. One hundred percent. Just just couple guys talking football. Uh, just a couple guys being dudes. That's that's it. And so that's the reason why I have the Bucks dropping from two to six. It's just the double losses, especially coming off of bye and they don't look good. 
Yep. And then uh, speaking of double losses, the Los Angeles Rams come in at number seven. They're coming off losses to the 49ers and the Titans. Like the Titans one, I understood. It's like, okay, they're playing mm-hmm. very well. The 49ers loss, I don't, I don't know what happened there. I just, I can't even explain it's it. It's like the 49ers have their number. I think within yep. the last five matchups, if I saw that, the 49ers have won. Like dating back to 2019. Yeah, there was something with like if George Kittle plays or something like that. Mm-hmm. I saw that yesterday as well, or maybe even Monday. But it is, it's weird. And they got blown out by the 49ers. So <laughs> they drop a lot. Uh, I still think that they're a great team in the NFC, that they're probably a contender. But they have dropped two straight games. So uh, they get the Packers. They get a bye week and then they get the Packers. So maybe that bye week comes at a great time. You can bounce back. Uh, that Packers game is going to be very exciting, though. It is, especially with Odell getting a couple more weeks under the offense and then Vaughn Miller, you know, getting more comfortable on that defense as well. But if you look at the Packers, if they're in a mindset of we're just going to run the football here with A.J. Dillon, the Rams aren't in a good position. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the Packers clearly just saw what the 49ers were able to do. So it's kind of one of those situations of is the same offense is going to be because – LeFleur is a, a McVay guy, correct? Le or is Fleur. he a Shanahan guy? He's a McVay guy. He is a McVay. So I don't want to see those two offenses just doing the same thing to the defenses because they, they they practice that every week. They've been practicing that for six months now. They understand what's coming. But if the Packers run, and we'll get into that later, so there's no need to do a game preview here. But it is going to be interesting to see how that game goes. The Rams, it is questionable right now what's going on. Hopefully they can get out of the slump as well. But number eight, the Ravens. They lose just a weird game to the Miami Dolphins. They finally look like they put things together in one way, shape, or form. That's different. But because of that loss, they fall two spots. I'm not putting a lot of stock into it, but I do have them falling. Yeah, at number eight with a loss to the Dolphins. I get that one. Yeah. Uh, to a number nine, back in the top ten, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is where a lot of people were like, how in the world are they a top ten team? Like, What have they done? What significant win have they had? That's a very valid point. But I think it's also hard to look and see what Kansas City did on Sunday night against the Raiders and not go, yeah, they've gotten things figured out. And especially when we were looking at the Raiders going, this is a good team this year. Since then, in the last month, every single issue that's taken place with the Raiders, we know. Did it have a part in that game? I'm sure it did in one way or another. But the Chiefs still took care of business. They did the week before against the Packers. I know Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. It was close. It was close against the Giants. And then, you know, the Eagles in Washington, they were able to beat and take care of. And then it's what quality wins have they had? Well, I think they're going to start getting those. And I think we'll see it this next week against Dallas. I think that's going to be a very fun game to watch. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year. That's the hope of it. I mean, I think if they beat the Cowboys, that could propel them, their year rankings, but into the top five. Yeah. Uh, depending on how the weekend goes. And just kind of confirm that. You know, what a lot of fans saw on Sunday mm-hmm. was, okay, it looks like the Chiefs are back. They've got things figured out. That's not a term that I like to use. Because I tried has, to avoid it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really come back to bite me, and all my teams suck this year, as was pointed out on Twitter by someone. Thank you for that. But I do think if they beat the Cowboys, yeah, then I think you can feel more confident. Mm-hmm. And, like, the wins, like, who have they beat? Yeah, like, they played close with the Giants. They beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Um but it is what it is. I mean, they're still sitting there. They're 6-4. and four. They're in first place of the AFC West. So, it's whatever. And then at number 10, uh, welcoming them back to being good, the New England Patriots. Yeah. And I mean, Mac Jones is just looking stellar. I know we mentioned a little bit yesterday or Monday. But the defense for the, the New England Patriots, it always takes them a little bit to kind of get things figured out and in a flow to where they're really good and efficient. And it really seems like they have in the offense – and again, I know we said it the other day, but it's like it doesn't matter who Mac Jones was throwing the ball to. It's where it needs to be. It's on time and it's in the right spot. Yeah. And like that's what you want in your quarterback. That, that is what a quarterback is supposed to do. And Mac Jones is doing it flawlessly right now. Mm-hmm. Ten weeks into the season as a rookie, he's got it since the start of the season. That surprised all of us with Bill Belichick. And he looks good. Like, everything's lining up right now for the Patriots. And I'm kind of worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this was a team that started out the season one and three. And then went to, you know, two and four. Yeah. But now they've ripped off four straight wins. It does look like they're playing a, a little bit better. And I do think that you could also ask the question with them. They're like, okay, who have they beat? 
Because in their four straight wins, it was the Jets, yeah, the Chargers, maybe they're good, the Panthers, and the Browns. Mm-hmm. So even with them, they get the Falcons tomorrow night. But then after that, schedule gets a little bit tougher where they have to play the Titans, the Bills, the Colts, and the Bills. That's a tough four-game stretch. We're going to yep. find out a lot about the Patriots. And then they end the season uh, with the Jaguars and Dolphins. So they'll end the season with two wins. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, you mentioned it. A lot of people have been talking about Mac Jones. And I keep seeing his name on Twitter of all the, like, you know, the big-time NFL analysis guys just praising him. And I think it might have been Daniel Jeremiah that was, or Dan Orlovsky, one of the Dans was questioning how the hell did this guy fall past number three or number two. Yeah. He's played very well this season. And I think going back to look at the Patriots, you know, they started out very bad, one and three, like you said. They also had a rookie quarterback. So, uh, I don't know. With Mac Jones, I I always said that he was kind of a guy that I was rooting for because everybody hated him so much. Mm -hmm. This is like the Daniel Jones, but if Daniel Jones was playing well. Yes. Yeah, it's really, it's crazy to see and in this day and age with the NFL, a lot of people will look at mobility and be like, oh, you have to get out of, outside the pocket, have to be able to move, you have to make the off-bounce throws. Yep. He's kind of proven it wrong, that you can still <laughs> be that traditional, I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to move a little bit, but not very much. I'm going to avoid some pass rushers, and then I'm just going to have crazy good accuracy, and it, it does. It looks like the Patriots might return to being the villains. Yeah. They fell off you know, a little bit last year. And I think that people liked to see it, but it's almost like they fell off so quickly that they're they're not so much the villains anymore. No. It, they're almost like an underdog story now. It, it, it's crazy how that has slipped for them, but you're exactly right, where it's, hey, we actually kind of want to see this work out for Mac Jones. Yeah. Like, we want to see Bill Belichick. And I think it's because Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, where now it's like, oh, actually, now we want to see Bill Belichick do this with another kid. Yeah. And then you get Mac Jones in, who gets the call right from the start of the season, and you release Cam Newton. That's like... We're not going back to anybody. Like we have no second option. It's you yeah, or we're, nobody. We're all in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's got to give you the most confidence in the world as a rookie quarterback. Like, hey, this franchise is mine. Let's go. Let's go do some stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, like we mentioned earlier this week, not a lot of talent around him. Not like he's got some good tight ends, a pretty good offensive line, the running back situation. Maybe they figured it out. Like they might have one of the worst receiving cores. In the league. Yeah. Like Jacoby Myers, a guy who's been somewhat reliable throughout the season or the last couple of years for him, mm-hmm. for the Patriots, finally just got his first touchdown. Yeah, I could not believe that. I didn't. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, wait, this dude hasn't scored yet? Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. He gets all the clutch catches. It gets him in scoring position. And then he doesn't get, you know, he doesn't get to reap the reward. Yeah. So, I mean, a team Nelson victory, Aguilar absolutely. But. Out there, like, that's his number two receiver. Kendrick yep. Bourne, Nikhil Harry, who just – honestly sucks that's so disappointing <laughs> for me um but there's there's not a lot of talent you know people call mac jones to steal the draft uh, and again just reading through twitter at some of the blue check marks even of guys being like man he should have went number two yeah overall and i don't know still early in the season but you could definitely make a case where mac jones should have went too i don't think that we're arguing like against trevor lawrence yet like let's see what he can do with <laughs> yeah. uh, something around him some kind of offensive line or maybe a new coach but Mac Jones does look very good so far this season. And, you know, uh, the guy whose place he's taken, Tom Brady, I don't know if you watched it last night, but he has that man in the arena documentary that's coming out. I didn't watch it last night. I didn't either. I honestly I'm, didn't know he had one. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. I just like sports documentaries. Oh, they're the best. But I did hear. I watch them while I drive. Like the 30 for 30s. You watch them while you drive? I listen to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, don't do that. I just, like, set it up, and I let it play. That's it. Okay, yeah. Um, it's like a podcast. I watch a podcast. Listen to it while you drive, just like this show. If but, you're a police officer, just like, shit. <laughs> you didn't hear that. <laughs> Men in black. <laughs> but with the Tom Brady thing, I am excited to watch it. Uh, maybe I'll turn that one on tonight. I just I forgot all about it last night. I don't know how it happened. Usually I'm pretty tuned into it, (laughs) but I I forgot all about it. Uh, One place that I will not forget about, though, is our great sponsors at Miners and Monroe. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use code MikeUp10. MikeUp10. I can't talk sometimes. MikeUp10 at checkout. Save yourself 10% off at Miners and Monroe. Yep, next up, Gunspot.com. Not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Sorry, I wanted to say it. Dang it. (laughs) Go ahead, do it. No, it's good. Just say it again. It's not a matter of if, 
It's a matter of when. He's exactly right. Be sure you're in a position to protect you and yourself. You <laughs> be sure you're in a position to protect you and yourself. You <laughs> uh, really threw up. You and yourself. You and your family. Uh-huh. Gunspot.com. I apologize. <laughs> no reserved auctions. Any. <laughs> It's the place to go for all your guns and ammo needs, including accessories. Again, that is gunspot.com. Yeah, definitely check out. I don't, man, it is weird how that could just throw every, like, my brain just like, duh. It was like the other day when we started the podcast uh, on Monday. I took a two-day break and then was like, wait, how do I usually start the show? (laughs) And just had a brain fart. Took a two-day break. We had the weekend. (laughs) It's like, yeah, working, uh, you know, working out. You take that two-day break and then you're like, well, I don't know what to do here anymore. Uh, And I didn't know. It's, it's it's funny how the littlest of things can throw off your whole routine, and then you're like, wait, what do I say? Exactly. And and you just did it. I mean, on when we were doing radio, again, I know love, people love when I talk about this. I had gotten so in the rhythm of doing the ad reads and stuff. The, they're not reads. There's nothing in front of us that, that our sponsors have been yeah. like, hey, read this. Yep. <laughs> Except for Mid-America RV. They're the only one where I actually read it. But I gotten so in the flow of like, this is just what I say every time that I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. You just roll off the top of my head. But if the one little thing like jumped in my brain and the ADD fired up, it'd be like, <laughs> wait, what did I just say? Here's a question. For where you. am I? I don't know. <laughs> What's the difference between ADD and ADHD? They don't even classify. Uh, well, I've been out of the profession for a minute. Mm-hmm. They don't even classify ADD anymore. Uh, now everything is, it is just, just no longer a thing. Everything's ADHD. Okay, but ADHD, I don't know what HD is, but the doctor said I got ADHD. This <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah. The HD when I was a kid it used to be uh, that kid that couldn't sit still and like had to be up and was moving and was hyper all the time. So a kid, for the most part, yeah. And then the ADD was like that kid, like me, that could sit there. And not look distracted, but was incredibly distracted. Like, he's tapping his feet and moving. Like you can't see it on here, but yeah. I'm moving oh, all yeah. the time. Like my foot's so, doing a whole back and forth type of yeah. situation. So that was the difference uh, in those two. That makes Again, sense. I think that they changed it, but I've been out, out for like two years now, so a lot can change in two years. I've never been. Also, I feel like I should say I'm not a doctor. Yeah, Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, a lot of people Dr. wonder Mello, about that. that would one. be a that would be a good thing if you were though. It would probably be come in handy. handy. I've never been like diagnosed. Is it diagnosed that that is mm-hmm. that what it is? Like when, if you have ADHD, it's like yep, you're diagnosed with ADHD. Yep. Okay, I feel like that's only in like real negative terms. Like actually, you've been diagnosed with blah blah, blah cancer. But anywho, I haven't, and so it's always been a concern of mine. You have not. I have not. Okay, I didn't know if you said I have not or I have it. <laughs> yeah, I have not. That's an no. Mm-hmm. But I watch TikToks, and it's like, oh, my ADHD flares up when this happens, and I think this. And it's like, man, am I? are we, like, all just the same person? Or it's like, uh, I didn't know I had ADHD. But now I do because I relate so well to this video and everything mm-hmm. they said. I've self-diagnosed myself. <laughs> ADHD. Yeah. Uh, I have also. What do I need to calm I have, down on the ADHD? As a teacher, I read through enough of the stuff, and, like, I took a test one time. Because, uh, like, the survey. And had one of my colleagues look at it. And they're like, yep, you you, you probably probably need to go, like, to a doctor. It's like, eh, no, it's fine. Like, <laughs> it's not affecting my day-to-day that much. Yeah. Except for the fact that we're supposed to be talking about football right now. And we're talking about ADHD. <laughs> um, but it's whatever. Uh, I'm pretty high-functioning. Part of it. <laughs> yeah. But we did have. I'm a um, functioning ADHD. <laughs> you're right. Uh, the cause. Apologies to anyone who actually has yeah. ADHD. It can be a real detriment to your learning. I have seen that firsthand. Uh, but we had the college football playoff last night. I didn't even watch it. I didn't turn it on. I know last week I was like, why is this even a show? Like, just put it out on Twitter. Yeah. So I took my own advice and was like, I'm not watching. I don't care. I will just I follow them on Twitter. I will see the results the same time everybody else does. And I, I like the crew at ESPN. We have like Herb Street and Joey Galloway and David Pollock. I don't need them to talk about why the same top four teams are the top four teams. They are because that's the way that the committee votes on it. And uh, I think it was Paige that I saw last night that was like, if we're just going to get the same excuses every time of why Oregon is above Ohio State or why they're looking at so many analytics, just bring back the computers. Yeah. 
It's funny how time is a flat circle like that to where now we're all we're doing is looking at, okay, here's the analytics. This is the who the computers say the better team is. We created this college football playoff because we hated that. Yes. And now we're reverting right back to it. Now we just have committee members who are just like, okay, plug in all their numbers and stats. <laughs> who are the top four? Yeah. And that's what they're doing. I think the only thing that they've looked at is, oh, okay, Oregon beat Ohio State very early on in the season. But then they throw it out when you look at Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan still ranked ahead of Michigan State. Yep. It's just, it's crazy. It's kind of stupid. Um, I don't really understand it. I And even when you look at Oregon, they just keep saying like, oh, they're playing very well of late. Not really. Ohio State is playing very well of late. Yeah. And so, I mean, if we're looking at the whole season, I don't think that there are many people who think Oregon is actually better than Ohio State. I mean, so I mean, so what's it going to take? Let me stutter my way through that. What is it going to take for Ohio State to get over Oregon? A loss, another loss by Oregon? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't. Maybe. Well, let me backtrack and stumble my way through this. I think with Ohio State and the way that their schedule is set up, if they get a big win over the Michigan State uh, team they play this weekend, maybe that would be enough to get them over Oregon. But if Oregon wins as well, I don't know if it will be. But I would think that beating the number seven ranked team would be good enough to get them over that hump and put them at three. Yeah. Um, and I guess you would rather play Alabama than Georgia. Because if you're number three, you're playing Alabama. If you're number four, you're playing Georgia. So there's really not much difference, but I do understand you probably want that other team. And then or Oregon would probably move to four. Yeah, and Oregon plays Utah this weekend. So and I think – And it's at Utah. And yeah, we'll Night look game, at – Night game, 630. Yeah, some of our games and preview them tomorrow for college football. Uh, upset alert on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think big time. And I know that the committee's like, oh, Oregon's been playing so well. You beat Colorado, Washington, and Washington State. Washington State didn't even have their head coach anymore. Like he's been <laughs> long gone. So like whatever there, and you only won thirty eight to twenty four, and then you get Utah, uh, like we talked about. You get them this weekend at six thirty on ABC. That that'll be a good game to watch. Yeah, I think it will probably be close. But spoiler alert, I'm going with Utah on that one. Really? But I, I also think that it's maybe just. I want to see it happen. Yeah. And I like Oregon as a program. I just don't think that they're that good this year. Like Mario Cristobal, good coach. I think he's building something good there. They only have one loss. I get it. But I don't think that they're a top three team. I actually think Cincinnati is better than them. And that is not me just being one of those guys on Twitter that's like, we love Cincinnati, underdog. They're a good team with a good coach, a good quarterback. They deserve to be in. So I, I really hope that it is Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. That's who I want to see in the top four. That's who I think the top four teams are. And so I need Utah to come play spoiler. And I looked at it, the betting odds right now, Utah, the favorite to win, minus three. What? Yep. Playing in Utah at night is going to be tough. Well, I guess it's I hear kind that, of night. I hear the atmosphere is electric. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a four-hour game, so it'll be done by midnight, but... Here's a dumb question. Are they mountain time, or are they... It's not fucking midnight, you idiot. Nope. <laughs> Jesus. Here? Not even here. <laughs> On the East Coast, it will be almost yeah. close. <laughs> but out there... Fucking idiot. <laughs> it'll be midnight. No, it'll be 10. It'll be t maybe 10.30. Why do we do uh... times... Actually, I get time zones, but I agree with time zones. That's not something I thought I'd ever have to say. <laughs> Daylight savings time, stupid. My yeah. alarm clock, I think you tagged me in like an alarm clock. Yeah. It's still the wrong time. My alarm clock is an hour ahead. <laughs> it's like, I'm not fucking changing it. I'm going to have to push that button So what, do you wake times. up and have like a mini panic attack that you're late? No. No. I'm not that dumb. And my my actual alarm is my phone. Okay. Yeah. I'm just holding on to this alarm clock for sentimental reasons. Oh. And those reasons are, I've had it for 22 years. That's it. There's no nothing else special. What? At least 22 years. And it still works. Still works just fine. Holy smokes. I could use it as my alarm today if I wanted to. But it has, I, when I was a teenager and like Matt, my older brother, um, I had to start waking his ass up for school, actually. So I was like 12, which, yeah, 22 years. 12 when I got this alarm clock. 
Because I was the one, my mom was gone for work already. My dad was gone for work. I had to wake up and make sure we were ready for school. So my mom got me an alarm clock. Yep. Shouldn't I go the other way? Yeah, snip, snap. snap. Yeah, I was the one that had to wake (laughs) up and make sure we were all ready for school. So I got the alarm. I would set it every day. I'd wake up Matt. He'd take me to school, whatever. But I've had it since then. It moved with me when I moved out of my parents' house. It moved with me when I moved to a different town. Like, I've had it. It made it through a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) And I've tweeted it before. It's the dumbest fucking thing. We had to power rank the things that we wanted, like going through a divorce. And it's like, okay, I want this. You want that. She that, that. I got to go first. (laughs) And I picked the TV. (laughs) It's cool. It's a big TV at the time. It was new. It's only like a 55 inch. It's like, it's nothing special (laughs) now. I mean, however long ago that was, yeah, that's a good thing to have. Uh huh. It is. Until she was. You don't have it anymore, do you? I want the house. (laughs) Oh, shit. Fuck. (laughs) Got me. Number two on my list, I took, <laughs> I took my alarm clock. What'd she take next? Washer and dryer. <laughs> Bruh, she kicked your she, ass. She drafted so well. <laughs> yeah. So well. Found um, out who the real GM is. Jesus, <laughs> not you. It's okay, though. TV and alarm clock, happy as hell. And we get along now, so it's like, it's funny. We, all, we both came out on top. But, like, the third thing that I wanted was her favorite spatula. I went petty for move number three. Yeah. <laughs> Still got it. You were pissed. They had the house washing dryer spatula. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and there was already like an agreement like cars would stay with. I had a truck. She had a van. Yeah. I wasn't like, I want the van. <laughs> yeah. My ass should have done that. Should have been like, okay, pick number one. I want your van. <laughs> oh, the fact that you really go, flip things on its the head. The fact it goes TV house. Kills me. I did not know this story. That is hysterical. Yeah, it's uh, it's an error. <laughs> I'm gonna my watch part. my favorite TV show right from the street. If you ever go through a divorce, it's probably gonna happen to you or our listeners. <laughs> Just the stats, the yeah. analytics, man. Yeah. <laughs> DM me, message me, and be like, "Hey, where'd you fuck up? Because I bet you did it a lot." The answer is yes. I I did fuck up a lot, but I'm I'm here to help now. <laughs> And you know what? Back to the college football committee. They're probably <laughs> fucking up uh, a lot as well. But nothing changed. Um, I, it was pretty boring to see the same teams up there. Uh, but I get it. it. It was crazy to look at Notre Dame, though. A team that had they just beaten Cincinnati, they'd be in the top four. Yeah. They might be number two. Like, you just think because so? who they are. Yeah. <laughs> they would be ahead of Oregon. They would be undefeated. Maybe Alabama still comes in at two. But, I mean, that would be such a big change because Notre Dame would be three. And then, like, that debate between Oregon and Ohio State would be huge. Yeah. Right now, not that big of a deal. <laughs> You're both in. But, like I said, I think everybody knows Ohio State's the better football team. But, man, that really could have changed things. Or if Michigan would have beaten Michigan State, they're probably in above Ohio State. That would have been one hell of an argument. Boy, no joke. <laughs> between um, those fan bases. So, the thing here, then – with Notre because someone asked me this the other day and I haven't got to ask you is how is Notre Dame always ranked so high and valued so much when they play a week schedule because they are independent mm-hmm. like they don't have to deal with any conference games and they pretty much get to pick their schedule how do people still look at them and go man yeah they they deserve to be up here with Notre Dame they do get a lot of shit for their schedule because they do get to like they pick all their games they're independent I actually think that that's a pretty overrated statement anymore, though, uh, because like their schedule and what they're playing, they started out the year with Florida State, and when they made that agreement with the ACC, Florida State was still very good. Clemson mm-hmm. was still very good. So they play five games a year against ACC opponents. So, But then you throw in some of the other non-ACC opponents that they have this year. Wisconsin, we're rocking their hoodie today, Cincinnati, Virginia uh, Virginia Tech, sorry, they're ACC, and USC. Those are three really good non-ACC teams. So yeah. if anybody is uh, bitching about the Notre Dame schedule, they better not come from the Big 12, the <laughs> Pac-12, or the ACC because Notre Dame's schedule is much more difficult That's funny because any it of was those Big conferences. 12. It was actually an Oklahoma fan, so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the Oklahoma uh, schedule. I mean, like, oh, hey. who did you guys actually play? Speaking of which... Oklahoma, I've been saying it since the fucking year started. 
Oklahoma's not a top 10 team. I'm glad it took one win for that to come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. And Baylor still doesn't even get in the top 10. Yeah. It, uh, I forgot to put this in the rundown. There are a lot of rumors going around that Lincoln Riley will leave Oklahoma. I, so I saw that yesterday uh-huh. and it just completely disregarded it. I saw it was a Barstool podcast, I think, that tweeted it out. And it kind of got traction on it. But there is a there are a lot of rumors that Lincoln Riley is kind of fed up with Oklahoma and that might look at that LSU job. To where I've said that's the best – I think it's the best job in the country. Yeah. I, that's not my Texas bias coming through and being like, oh, my God, Oklahoma sucks. That's a great job too. But I do think the LSU job is a better one. And sweet Jesus, do I want this to happen. <laughs> I, I am – this might bring me back to praying. That's how much I so want to Lincoln see So Lincoln Riley is connected to the LSU job. Yeah. That's what people are – like, are I they tying it together? Is it like him at LSU. I, think I probably would, yeah. I think he's a top five coach, easily. Like, Nick Saban is still number one. Mm-hmm. Usually you'd put Dabo Sweeney up there. I mean, that's oh. going to be tough for him, though, if he goes to the SEC with LSU and then Oklahoma falls right in behind it. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're going to the SEC, who you want to roll with, Oklahoma or LSU? I'd probably take my chances and be like, yeah, I think I can recruit LSU. And he already recruits the state of Texas so well. Yeah. LSU – has always recruited the state of Texas well, no matter who the coach is. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very scary. And if I were Oklahoma, uh, I would be worried about it. And if I'm LSU, I would be throwing all kinds of money his way. You're already paying. You were paying Coach O $9 million. He was getting nine? Yep. Second highest paid coach behind Nick Saban. So, Holy shit. How did I overlook that? I, I mean, don't I know what like we even talked about it, and I still didn't click for me. Yeah, I don't know what Lincoln Riley is getting at Oklahoma. But Probably it's not six. That. Yeah. So, I mean. Would you give him, how much would you give Lincoln Riley? If you're LSU, you call Lincoln Riley, and his only thing is like, I'm not sure. You slap a number, and it's like, you're coming to LSU. Yeah. Uh, I'd give him 10. I'd say 12. I, I, I mean, they can they can definitely afford it. I yeah. mean, there's a little bit of a buyout with Coach O. But, I, I like I said with Lincoln Riley, I think that he's one of the best coaches in college football. He's going to have no problem recruiting at LSU. He's only 38 years old still. Super young. He's making $6.15 million. This dude has like another 30 years of coaching. Yeah. So if I'm LSU, I know a lot of people have been talking about like, oh, swing big, swing big. Yeah. You're not getting Nick Saban to come back. Yeah. So like who would your second best bet be? I think it would be Lincoln Wright. Man, that would be terrifying. Because he's going to find you a quarterback. And that's always been like LSU's kind of hiccup, right? It's mm-hmm. like if they can only find a quarterback, they'd be good. That really pieces everything together because they always got athletes at receiver. Their defense is always good. Their offensive line always has studs, and they always got a running back. Yeah. You just miss the quarterback. And you finally got one with Joe Burrow. Look what happened. You find that Lincoln Riley's going to find you a quarterback, whether it's through the transfer portal or recruiting it. Nick Saban is just averaging $10.6 million. So, yeah, if I'm LSU and I was paying – uh, Coach O on an average of like nine seven. What's another three hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you can go to your boosters and be like, "Yo, we have Lincoln Riley on the phone. <laughs> Let's up this stuff." Call Let's Tyron Matthew. He'll <laughs> right. He did tweet the other day. He's like, "I'm gonna be a future coach of the LSU Tigers." Uh huh. That would be cool if it happens one day. But if you can get Lincoln Riley in there, and then when he messes up or eventually moves on. Because he's just had so much success there, then you bring in the home guy, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I don't think that's that'll ever probably gonna never going to happen. But yeah, especially if they can get Lincoln Riley though. And like I said, I am rooting for that. I want Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma, and I do wonder, like, okay, so Lincoln Riley goes to LSU, that opens up the Oklahoma job. When Bob Stoops left, I can remember the surprise day, like, oh my God, he's retiring, he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought there was going to be like some scandal. Like, why is he actually doing this? Mm-hmm. They might just bring him right back. He's still pretty young. Yeah, as well. Like, I know and he, he tried coaching, coaching. In the, the XFL for a little mm-hmm. bit too. So, I mean, yeah, he's still interested in coaching. It's clear, clearly there. He's sixty-one, and I think with him, like, he's still interested in coaching, but he doesn't want to go to somewhere else. He still wants to be an OU guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe you bring him back if you're Oklahoma. If not, you're still – you're the most attractive job now. Oklahoma? Oklahoma yeah. would be over USC, I think, in my book. Yeah. Maybe that's because I fear them so much as a Texas fan. 
but Bob Stoops didn't scare me that much, so I would be actually on board. Bob Stoops didn't scare you? No. Boy, he did really. me. Now, he definitely owned Texas and beat them very badly. But, I mean, we can also say to that, though, like, who hasn't owned Texas as of late? Ever since you mentioned it the other day, I was like, we're living the worst decade of Texas football mm-hmm. in history. Like, that's all I can – like, it's just been living rent-free in my head. He was 11-7 and seven against Texas. So even that is like, ah, not too bad. Yeah. I mean, thanks to, to those Colt McCoy years and Vince Young. But Yeah. Yeah. But even – yeah. We'll see what happens with that. I That's something that I was very excited to see last night. I can't believe that I forgot to put it in the rundown. I'm glad that my ADD brain brought us back to that. And like, go. Oh, hey, that's in there. Get it. Get it out. That's <laughs> what we wanted to talk about. Uh, but that would be one hell of a move. I can't remember – a time when the like the coaching carousel has been more exciting, so, or this wide open, or mm-hmm. maybe this like this many different options. This doesn't even happen on video games, no. where you get LSU, mm-hmm. USC, possibly Oklahoma, Penn State, Florida, Miami. There are just so many good schools. What are your just to be a, a complete homer here for Texas? What are your thoughts on Sarkeesian right now? Eh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm not impressed. Yeah. I know that, but. I mean, did uh, we expect him to come in year? I mean, was the expectation for you to come in year one and just tear it up? I think that was a lot of people's expectation. Especially with Hudson Card being deemed like the next guy. Yes. Yeah. He's been looking good. Almost won the quarterback battle last year. Right. So we'll see. I mean, he needs more time. I know that there are a lot of people who are pissed off. And after five losses, five straight losses, they should be, mm-hmm. and they're like calling for him to be fired. The AD came out yesterday and was like, "That's not going to happen. You don't fire a guy after one year." Yeah. Um. So we'll see. It looked very good in the beginning of the year, and it felt like things were starting to click. Uh, but I do think that they need more time. I, I know a lot of people think Texas is like a. I think it's a really great job because they have all the money, all the resources. They're right there in the middle of the greatest state for high school football. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a debate. But it's so hard because there's so much outside pressure that, like, when you are losing, people are calling for you to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> there's no patience in Texas. So I, I think they stick with him for a while. But I was always a little bit cautious of, like, everybody thought he was going to be such a great coach. And it's like, oh, my gosh, he was good at USC. Eh, not really. Um, and he had some drinking alcohol issues when he was there. And then he went to Alabama. And was very good as a coordinator, but it's so different. Like we talked about earlier this week, being a good coordinator in college football it's not does not mean you're going to be a good coach, yeah. a head coach at all. Yeah, I mean, you could actually be pretty terrible as a head coach. And that's why I was a little cautious, like thinking Texas should have went after a guy who has already built a program like um, a Luke Fickle. And Matt Campbell, all these guys who have done it at smaller programs, that's proven. So that's the way that I would go if I were ever like an AD. Uh, but we'll see with Sarkeesian. Obviously, like he, he had his time at USC, and he messed up. He got fired, and then he went and really like going to Alabama as a, as a coordinator. That's just I'm going to you know, rehab my image and get what my name he? back out yeah. there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. I don't know. How happy are you with him? I mean, I, a lot of it, again, is, like, I don't know how much of it is, is him. Like, I feel like, you know, there are several games this year where we see, like, the play calls was right. You know, like, that game against Arkansas when Hudson Carter was playing, it was like, hey, those were the right play calls. Like, he put Hudson in a position to score, and he overthrew, and he missed it. And then here comes Casey Thompson. It's like, you get a new spark. That's nice to see. He's been here forever. Let's follow this storyline. But then it's like he reached the second half, and the defense can't stop anybody. And then the offense right. isn't, you know – clicking at all and it's just it's so back and forth and annoying where I don't know if it's Sarkeesian but maybe he needs time to kind of get some of his guys in there like some of his recruits and the recruiting will see that well yeah so we'll see how that goes but I'm upset with the the way they're losing but the way that they're losing is just because they're falling apart in the second half they look great in the first half like everything is awesome yeah but when you're facing second half teams and you're not one not winning games all gas a lot of brakes. <laughs> or the brakes are fucking broken. I think they ran out of freaking brake fluid. Yeah, I think or they someone come, cut the line. They come out of halftime and they're still in park. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. But I don't think they need to fire him yet. But I'm also 
I'm not as attached to him. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm a little hurt from the last two still. I'm not as yeah. attached because I think he's going to get three years. And if he doesn't really turn it around in three years, he's probably gone. I mean, yeah, our guy, uh, Mark Edder, was hitting me up on Facebook last night. You know, just <laughs> like, man, when are you firing Sarkeesian on? This is a serious question. You guys just lost to Kansas. And I hit him with it. It'll probably be another three years like the other guys. Yeah, I think they'll give him time. With Charlie Strong, it was more of a, like I knew he had to completely rebuild the program because like, I listened to a lot of his interviews and his mindset mm-hmm. on stuff, and it was like guys come to Texas and think they've already made it and think that everything else is going to be handed to them. And he's like, if you don't have the right mindset or attitude, he's like, you're off the team. I feel like there was at one point he kicked like 20-some players off the team because yeah, they, they weren't did. disciplined enough. They lost a lot of guys And there. so it was like, holy smokes, this guy is like here to change the culture. That's awesome. And then when they fired him and hired Tom, his like closing remark was, hey, I built the cake. All you got to do is put the frosting on it. Mm-hmm. And Tom Herman said, actually, let me just cut this cake in half and make stupid decisions. Yeah, I, so, I think Tom Herman's still like a good coach, but he did like I feel like revert him going back to, to Texas, some of the old – was too soon. Like, I don't think he was ready for the Texas job. Yeah, probably not. And if that makes sense. Like, I felt like it was a lot. Because he I was at Ohio like, State, mm-hmm. then he went to Houston for, like, what, one year and had success? Uh, he was there for a while, yeah. How long was he at Houston? I guess, uh, like, a four before. years, probably, three Holy years. shit, I did not realize it was that mm-hmm. long. But Yeah. It, I, I do think that with Tom Herman, he got back to some of those, like, Mac Brown, uh, thinking that you were – you could just offer kids. You didn't really have to do any scouting to be like, hey, is this guy actually good at football? Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of those guys also fell into that same trap of, oh, we're at Texas. We are going to be the group that turns it around, mm-hmm. but didn't work to do it. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> that's what's happening now is I think a lot of these guys felt like, oh, my God, this is Sarkeesian. This is so exciting. And a lot of them just don't want to work for it. Yeah. I, I that's where Nick Saban is so good is that these guys come into Alabama and they still want to compete. They still want to work for it. I mean, that's why he's the GOAT. And yeah. It has always been so good because there is no complacency there. There's no um, sense of, like, entitlement to where, like, oh, my God, I'm at Texas. I made it. I'm going to the league. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, actually. Yeah, not know. many guys getting drafted out of Texas anymore. And it sucks to see it. Yeah, it, it really does. Now, let's mention some of our other great sponsors, though. 609, uh, always, always a great experience there. They're two-for-one drink specials, some of the best in all of the world. Again, tattooed on my body. I love that place. We'll be in there this weekend having myself probably some Chad Nachos, maybe the potato skins. There's just so much to choose from. Those are my two favorite. Also, the quesadillas are really good. They are. Many tacos have looked good. I've been eating those lately. Yeah, they're good. I saw you eating them and was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and I also fall into the trap there because I don't look at the menu. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need this. What are you talking about? I've been coming here for six years. They've updated it. Yeah, <laughs> they have. So I, I should probably take a look at the menu and be like, "Oh, this is new. I should try that." But I get so stuck in my ways that it's like, "No, I know what I want. <laughs> Give it to me." <laughs> but you should definitely check them out. Club Six Hundred Nine, right here in Joplin. If you're ever passing through. And we have a big interstate that goes right through here. Swing on in. Check out Club 609. Yeah, and while you're in, be sure to drop your car off at Downtown Lube. They'll check it, update it, and if you need an oil change, they'll have you in and out very quickly. Market and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day, no matter the issue with your vehicle. So be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, downtownlube.com for the full list of services. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. You're going to need that oil changed. Yeah, seriously. I I'm coming you know, up. you to work that or, into that. Or one. new tires. <laughs> I will. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, a couple random notes that I wanted to get to uh, on the basketball world. is This morning I was seeing that the Staples Center in L.A. is going to be changing its name. They've sold the, the naming rights there to Crypto.com. I'm Ooh. not even like, 100% sure what that is. But also at the same time, I how was Staples affording this? naming rights i was i honestly thought about that a couple weeks ago where i was like the staple center i was like wait like i knew but in my mind like i never really pieced it together the office like, taught me that we're moving towards a paperless world <laughs> yeah. who's still going into staples we don't need staples anymore that's the other thing 
forget There's about printers it. that will just like do that stuff for you. Yeah, that's so impressive. I don't, it was uh, it was confusing to me to watch and be like, wow, Staples, you were still paying for the like. But it's gonna be lakers? so different that it's no longer the Staples Center. And I saw it, it was actually trending. Uh, the Sears Tower was trending. Oh. Because people were comparing it. It's like, it doesn't matter what you name that thing. It's always going to be the Sears Tower. Mm-hmm. Like, it's technically, it's the Willis Tower, I think, now. I, I don't even know. You good? It's built. A little coffee on your shirt. Uh, go to Miners in the Row, use Mike's Up 10, get yourself a new shirt. I'm going to. Uh, I know that one's pretty near and dear to your heart, though, from Whitefish, Montana. Uh, yeah, I've I've been to, <laughs> to Wyoming and Montana. If you look here... <laughs> I have had a vacation. <laughs> I went up there one time and bought all the stickers. For I it didn't too. realize the stickers were all the same fucking city. <laughs> you got to No, you've got a Yellowstone, a Glacier, Montana, yeah. Jackson Hole, but it was all from one trip. Yep. Same with this shirt. Yeah, all right there in that area. <laughs> I think uh, I got some of the stickers and the shirt in the same shop. A lot of people probably don't know this, but I have been to Wisconsin before. Really? Mm-hmm. How would you how would you rate the tailgate scene? Did you go oh, to the tailgate? I did. Uh, it was beautiful. That I knew. I would put it as one B. That is the one trip I'm like desperately upset that I missed. Uh huh. You were going with us on a lot of the tailgate. Yeah, but stops. you guys made it so difficult. It was like we're gonna fly into Chicago and then we're gonna drive up from there. And it was like these tickets are six hundred dollars for a plane ride. Yeah. I didn't have six hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't either. Thank God there was a company paying for my plane yeah. ticket. Or that that's what I always happen. hit with the like, hey, uh, what do you say? What do they think? Do they want to? Answer was no. Kid, yeah. go. It, it and was, then I just hear, like, that's the one like fear of missing out. FOMO mm-hmm. hit so hard every time you guys tell that story. I'm just like, I tried to picture it in my head. Like, if I was there, how much fun would it have been? Beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, Beautiful girls, women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good beer. I, I am, I'm not much of like a fancy beer guy. I'm a give me a domestic long neck. That's Did you I ask want. me on the podcast the other day, or maybe it was off air? It was, it was off like, air. What's your favorite beer? Uh-huh. And it was like, I guess Bud Light. Like, it really, I've been kind of thinking about it the last couple of days too, or since you asked, of so just what is my favorite beer? And it really, like, I'm just a very casual Bud Light, Bush Light, Natty. Blue yeah. Moon. I have a. I don't like Miller Lite. I just I don't. And yeah. Coors Light. I have a cheap. I pay palette. the next day and I don't like it. Uh, and I don't drink beer for taste. I drink beer for what it does to me. I'm drinking to get drunk. Yeah. I'm not like just casual. I'm going to sit at home and have a beer guy. I don't like the way it tastes. Yeah. But favorite beers. I think most people probably know I'm a Natty Light guy. Yeah. I have been Natty since Miller. college. I'm pretty loyal to that brand. I also am very convinced Natty Light and Bush Light are the same beer. 100%. For same brewery. Like, I think if we really looked into it and like broke it down and got all the ingredients and everything, I think we could determine that they are, in fact, the same beer. Yeah. They're just putting different cans. And, I mean, that would be a genius idea. Let's do them. a blind taste test of some of my favorite beers because – my favorite beers all come from the same place. <laughs> Natty Light, Bush Light, Bud Light, Bud Heavy. Those are probably my four favorite beers. Okay. I think I could tell the Bud Heavy apart. You should. I don't know about the other three, though. They're so, so I feel close. like you'd be able to with Bud Light. It's going to be the Natty and Bush I think you'd have the most difficult time with. Yeah, because they are probably the same. Yeah. Beer. And I don't know, getting on like a different topic, but kind of staying with it. Did you see in Kansas City, they opened up a Whataburger? And this is like one of those, I think it's because of Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I don't want to just It 100% is. But it yeah. really it felt like it was. So they opened up a Whataburger in Kansas City this week mm-hmm. on Monday. And the line for that thing was ridiculous. Stupid. Now, if Whataburger wants to throw some money our way, I'll sing your praises. What's up? But Easy on line, the freaking mustard, though. Golly. The line that long, I, it's it's good. I'm not waiting in line for over an hour for a Whataburger. And especially just so you can say on the first date opened up, yeah, I got Whataburger. Like, yeah. get out of here with that type of status. I, and for me, like, there are, I like In-N-Out better than Whataburger. I had it for the first time in, like, August or, or Labor Day weekend. Went to my sister's wedding in Idaho. Got to have In-N-Out at Salt Lake, flying in, and it was spectacular. In-N-Out. 
Oh my god, mm-hmm. it that lives up to the hype. Is it just a burger shop? Yes, but it's freaking delicious. And what a burger! I've said it before. What a burger! <laughs> that that's it. It's not like oh my god, what a burger that is. It's like the way people talk about it, burger. you would think it was like a life changing experience. Yes, Every, it's good. Maybe it's because I've always gone at like an end of a night where we're just mm-hmm. we've been partying, 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 partying. Partying. Why in the world could I not say that? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, but it so it's just been four hour, which is it's nice. just been or at least sloppy. the one in Mobile, Alabama. Is. Is, maybe that's the reason why I think it's so sloppy. It's just <laughs> they're like, here's some, like, you know, here are your condiments, mustard. I forgot to stop squeezing or pushing the button for mustard. They're heavy. I'm not a on fan mustard. of mustard. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my issue with it. But even when been down to Arkansas, haven't been that impressed with it. Yeah, I think it's good. I'm never going to be like, oh, my God, please don't take me to Whataburger. If there's a line, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. A lot of people also love Culver's. Again, Wisconsin. <laughs> I think that it's just like it's good, but it's not. It's not like. Is Culver's from Wisconsin? Living up to the hype. I think it is. Or it's a Midwestern thing, at least. Mm. I don't mind Culver's. They have cheese cur- cheese curds. I think it's a Wisconsin thing. Okay. But I, I don't mind it. But again, it's like it's just okay. Yeah. I think that these people need to, like, is there not a Brahms where you live? <laughs> because I think a Brahms burger is one of the best, like, fast food so kind of change, chain burgers that there is. It's freaking delicious. It is. And uh, maybe I need to grab a gallon of milk while I'm in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I'll need some fresh bananas. Eggs? <laughs> Make a banana split. Get myself some ice cream. So, I don't know. I just There's so many things that don't live up to the hype or they get so overhyped that mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, this is so good. And I don't know how it became this in and out versus Whataburger thing. I don't well, know. I mean, like it's just Culver's is trying to work its way in. <laughs> well, Culver's shouldn't belong in the conversation between those two anyways, respectfully. You don't think so? I mean, it's all right, but like you're going to come from the North out of nowhere and be like, we're better than you. Like false, bub. I can remember the first Go time. Go plow your snow. Like, zip yeah, it. we got a Culver's here. And everybody was super excited about it. I waited a while before I tried it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then I went, I got in the drive-thru lane, and I was hungover. And I looked to order, and it was like, oh, shit, they don't have numbers on their menu. What am I going to (laughs) get? And I was so confused. I could just barely even pick my head up anymore. But it was like, ah, just double cheeseburger. That's what I want. But I was pissed off. It's like, you don't have numbers? I can't just be like, a number two is what I want. They name like a value basket. I used to eat it when I was in living in the Kansas City. What is what's your favorite burger spot? Favorite burger spot? Not local. We have some good local ones. Honestly, probably Sonic. Really? Yeah, I love Sonic. Yeah, you do. You tried to get me to go there yesterday. Um, Sonic is good. I always get that chili cheese cone at Sonic, though. Yeah, I can't. I don't do hot dogs <laughs> at all. I mean, I'll eat them like if we're at a tailgate, but like I'm never just sitting there. Like, That's what the am only... I gonna have for dinner? And I think it's because like my mom was a babysitter growing up, so that's what we pretty much had for lunch like every day in the summer was freaking macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. And watching the kids and my mom babysat eat hot dogs, just unhuman like was just disgusting. So every time I see hot dogs, I'm just like, little freaking kids, man, they're just nasty. Kids are nasty. Well, they just take, like, they just grab hot dogs and, like, throw it in the ketchup, and then they scoop it out and eat it. And I'm just like, use your effing fork. I don't care if you're four. Use it. <laughs> Kids are gross. 90% of them. And Thank being a 10-year-old eating are. hot dogs and mac and cheese every day in the summer, stunk. Every day? Like, pretty damn close. That, fish sticks, or chicken nuggets. <laughs> Dino nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Say, like, Mom, I need a sandwich. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Also, PB&J. You're 10. You could probably make your own. Dude, I was playing outside, dog. Mm-hmm. My my girls are going to be good cooks. My oldest is. She can already make so many things for herself that it's fantastic. <laughs> that now she even makes lunch for like her little sister. Really? Yep. And I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like I don't have to even monitor her while she makes like mac and cheese. What mac and she's making mac and cheese? Yeah, like craft mac and cheese. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she can do it all by herself. Dang. 
She doesn't require me to do anything, which is fantastic. <laughs> I'm really like, I hit it out of the park when I was like, you know what? I'm fucking tired of making this mac and cheese. <laughs> Your little six-year-old ass is going to learn today. <laughs> and so she did. She learned how to make mac and cheese. She can make like ramen, dino nuggets, obviously. Yeah. Anything that goes in the microwave. So she's turning on the oven and stovetop and everything. She's boiling water, all of it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think I've got to cook on my hands. Yeah. It's going to be nice. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what parenting is. It's just how can you benefit me later in life before Absolutely. you eventually put me into a retirement home? Well, shoot, they might not. If they're taking care of you now, that's Honestly, all they know. I know a lot of parents are like, don't you put me in a home. I wouldn't mind it. Maybe I should go visit more people before I make that statement. Yeah. But I do remember having like a great-grandparent in, I think, a retirement home. I was very young. Uh, and having to go visit there, and as a kid, it sucked. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like 85, put me in a home. I've got somewhere to take someone to take care of me. Like yeah. if I die, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's dead. He's not sitting in his home for three days." Yeah, and no one knows. And also, it's a great way to meet people your age. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? know, we playing. The, hey, I have heard. So like uh-huh. in college, like with my minor, we had to go do. Like service hours at a retirement home or like an you know old yeah. folks place, and yeah, they said it happens. Like you walk into a room and old people like that's gonna be me. <laughs> one of the patients snuck in and like next thing you know they're falling asleep together on the bed or like <laughs> one felt like one died in their sleep and the other woke up and it was like super sad that their oh, boyfriend your had died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Seriously, it's ha- like you mm-hmm. hear those stories from people that work in those situations. So yeah, I'll put me in a home. I don't even care. Could you like, imagine I would that's maybe your like, job and you walk in and you're like, ah, oh, grandpa. People shit. are still calling me mellow. <laughs> I'm in a retirement home. Oh, I'll come visit you. Like a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little younger than me, so I'll get the place warmed up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm not. I'm not anti put me in a home for really wrong, inappropriate reasons, but. Eh, it's whatever. Hey, play on play. That's what you say. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's end the show because it's just getting really weird, very random today. But go visit our great sponsor at Roper Kia. As I always say to end the show, if they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. Now, I even bought a truck one time from Roper, but I wanted to trade in my vehicle. But the truck that I wanted was a private seller. Mm-hmm. They bought the truck for me. And then I traded my vehicle in there. That's how far they will go to be like, you know what? We'll get you in that vehicle today. They will find it. They might even have to purchase it for you. Maybe that was something that was just special to me. I don't know. But they will help you find the car of your dreams. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they will give you $1,000 off the car of your dreams. <laughs>